0: your interface. Good morning. I'd like to call the TJPA Board of Directors meeting of May 12, 2022 to order. I'm Jeff G, the board chair. This board meeting is being conducted pursuant to provisions of the Brown Act and in compliance with the California State Assembly Bill AB361 to facilitate teleconferencing to reduce the risk of COVID-19 transmission at public meetings. Ordinarily, the Brown Act sets strict rules for teleconferencing. AB361 has suspended those rules. This meeting is being held during a proclaimed state of emergency, and state and local officials have imposed or recommended measures to promote social distancing. As noted on the agenda, members of the public may observe this teleconference meeting via TV, and they may offer public comment by calling the published public comment phone number. I'd like to welcome the members of the public and staff who are watching us live on SFGov TV. And I'd like to thank the SFGov TV staff for their support and services. Mr. Secretary, could you please call the roll? Thank you, Chair G. Prior to calling roll, I would like to note that David Ambiel
1: is sitting in as Director L Tawansi's alternate, Director Chang is sitting in as Vice Chair Manuman's alternate, and Director Boarding is sitting in as Director Thomas' alternate. Directors, please respond when I call your name. Director Ambiel. Here. Ambul present. Director Borden?
2: Present. Sorry.
1: No, Borden present. Director Chang?
2: Present.
1: Chang present. Director Forbes? Here. Forbes present. Director John Baptiste?
3: Present.
1: John Baptiste present. Director Lipkin? Present. Lipkin present. Director Shaw? Present. Shaw present. Chair G? Here. Present Directors, we have quorum. I will go ahead and call your next item. Directors, item three is communications, and we like to remind the public that the public comment process is listed on the agenda and streaming on the screen. I'm not aware of any other communications. At this time, I will proceed to call your next item. Directors, item four is board of directors' new and or old business. Uh, Director Lipman has his hand raised.
4: Yeah, I just want to take a second and uh, give the board a a quick update uh, from the high-speed rail world of things. Uh, And just I'm very pleased to announce that uh, at their uh, board of directors meeting in April, the authority board approved the final environmental document for the San Jose to Merced project section. Uh, This is about a 90-mile stretch. That's really our critical connection between uh, where we are in construction today uh, to get to the Bay Area. Of course, we still have a little bit of work to do to get... Um, to the Salesforce Transit Center. So we have one more section coming up uh, later this year uh, on on that piece, but uh, that one has been a uh, a long time coming, and it's uh, certainly uh, a big milestone in our work of uh, ultimately getting trains uh, to San Francisco. So I'm just very excited to share that with the board and you know more steps to come, but that's a big one for us.
0: Congratulations, Director Lipkin, and congratulations to the board. It's a major milestone, so that's great. Thanks for sharing.
1: If nothing further, directors, item five is the executive director's report.
5: Morning, directors. Um, I wanted to start off with a uh, staff report for you and recognize uh, and thank the following staff members for their contributions to the TJPA during their time with us. Um, they're both leaving the TJPA with tomorrow, May 13th, uh, being their last day with our teams. So we're quite sad about that. Jennifer Norris, our facility director who joined us late last year, will be re- retiring from public service after over 26 years. And Donald Pollitt, who at one point was our interim CAC secretary and has served as interim board secretary and our social media guru, will be leaving the TJPA to join the SFPUC as a public information officer. miss their collective energy and dedication, but are excited for what lies ahead for each of them and look forward to their frequent return to the center um, for the many activities here. We're actively seeking new new recruits for their positions. uh, And those are posted on the TJPA website. So please share uh, those job descriptions widely. Um, And we have a resolution before you today, item number 11, uh, to temporarily appoint Neela Gonzalez as our board secretary until we can fill that position permanently. Uh, we're happy to announce a new member to our team this month and welcome Siegfried Rafanan as our new security operations manager. Siegfried has worked at the center for over two and a half years as a contractor and we're excited to now have him uh, on the TJPA team. Here at the center at the beginning of this month park operating hours expanded one hour to 9 p.m. from 8 p.m. so hours are now 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. through October. We continue to see an increase of people back downtown, either through our transit partners, uh, AC Transit and MTA, our neighboring towers, or from the international voices uh, we hear more frequently now in the park. As you know, masks are no longer required at the facility, including the center, uh, but the transit operators uh, may have more stringent requirements on their vehicles. We hosted another high school dance last month uh, when Galileo High School held their prom here in the park. As we continue to work with our retail tenants, Bear Bottle uh, and JSSK on their opening sites in the park. That's our beer garden and our sushi bar restaurant. We're mindful of the occurrences of both public and private events on the park and are working to ensure reduced impacts on the use of the public open space. With parcel F approval at the board last month, we expect activities relating to the relocation of the vent structure on the parcel F site to start in June. Information on the work has been shared with our retail tenants, neighboring properties, and and our citizens advisory committee. Um, And we're excited to announce that Kaiser will be opening next week on Tuesday, May 17th at the center on the second floor. Earlier this week, we dropped by a COVID-19 pop-up event uh, that Kaiser hosted with SEIU members from neighboring buildings as organized by Mayor Breed and the Office of Economic and Workforce Development in coordination with the SEIU Union and Mission Hiring Hall. Uh, Kaiser will join spring fertility, on-site dental, and fitness SF in providing wellness services on the second floor, uh, and Jen will provide more information about this opportunity shortly, but we encourage the board and members of the public to stop by their beautiful new space and take advantage of this new offering, including a speaking opportunity uh, coming up on the 19th with that opening. Regarding the DTX, our our team continues to advance the downtown rail extension project. Last month, I joined Caltrain's acting executive director Michelle Bouchard in presenting at their finance and working program and legislative planning committee uh, to provide them an update on the DTX. We expect to provide a similar update before the Caltrain's board in the coming months. Um, As you know, we are actively pursuing funding to ensure we meet the critical funding milestones for our accelerated work program. Uh, including a cumulative amount of one and a half billion by August of next year, when we submit our request for a full funding grant agreement. In order to meet those deadlines, we are targeting two other federal opportunities um, over the next year. The first is MEGA, which is a $5 billion nationwide funding program for projects of national or regional significance that are uh, quote, too large or complex for traditional funding programs and focus on projects that improve safety, Economic strength and global competitiveness, equity, and climate and sustainability. The team is working to complete our application in time for the May 23rd application deadline. And the second is the Federal State Partnership for Intercity Rail, uh, which is a larger pot of total funding, but is expected to be highly competitive as it seeks to address uh, state of good repair needs for the Amtrak system uh, and to jumpstart several high speed rail systems across the country. Just this week, we began a conversation with our partners along the corridor on the development of a joint Bay Area application once the D- Department of Transportation releases more program details as part of their Notice of Funding o- Opportunity, or NOFO, uh, which is expected in October. As I've previously reported, we also expect to hear news about our $5 million CRISI grant application. This application is for pre-construction and right-of-way work, um, and we should hear that award within the next month. The state level, the governor's expected releases revised May budget tomorrow. And we're hopeful that the legislature agrees that the anticipated increase in one time state surplus funds should be spent on transformative projects uh, of one time use like the DTX. The California State Transportation Agency is also expected to announce their transit and intercity rail capital program awards next month, including our multi cycle ask for up to $600 million in cap and trade funds. The regional and local level, we're continuing to track and participate in the Metropolitan Transportation Commission's development process, what they call their major, major project advancement policy, or MAP, that will replace Resolution 3434 from many years ago, which DTX is a part of, and will guide MTC's endorsement of Bay Area transportation projects. DTX is on the MAP list, as it is a Tier 1 project in Plan Bay Area 2050. At the local level, the prop K sales tax reauthorization is making its way through the process and was introduced before the Board of Supervisors earlier this week, before it can be included on the November ballot uh, for voter consideration. Uh, Today, Chief Security Officer Rodney Harris will provide a security operations quarterly report. Security at the center remains a top priority, particularly as we experience more activity in the neighborhood, including, as you may have seen, last week's climber of the Salesforce Tower which thankfully resolved safely and without incident uh, to operations at the center. Um, On the agenda today is your draft budget. um, And Oscar Quintanilla, our budget and procurement director will present the draft operating capital and debt service budgets for fiscal years, 22, 23. The operating budget reflects an increase in activity based on recovery from the pandemic and shows a 35% reduction of the regional operator contributions that was anticipated in the preliminary budget we presented to you in January. This is accomplished through item 8.4 on your consent to calendar, which accepts MTC staff's recommendation to provide additional regional measure two or R2 funds for each of the three forthcoming fiscal years, 23 to 25. We also continue to seek funding for wayfinding improvements and are chipping away at our gap analysis. Um, And you may have heard that the precedent case for RM3, Zali versus City of Oakland, um, has been calendared for oral oral arguments on May 24th. So we're hopeful for a positive outcome on RM3-related litigation, as the results will have a significant impact on our operating and capital budgets for DTX. Lastly, from the Executive Steering Committee, the ESC Chairs Report and Item 10 uh, will be followed by Uh, A brief look ahead of the accelerated work plan activities we expect to bring to you here at the board in the coming months uh, in order to stay on schedule to submit our application to enter engineering, with the FTA new starts program in February. There's a lot of work here um, and you'll see some fairly substantial items in that list Um, and we'll be discussing those with our IPMT and ESC partners and making revisions as necessary uh, to keep the project moving forward on schedule. So this directors concludes my report. I'm happy to answer any questions on anything I've just presented. Um, And then I will turn it over first to Rodney for the security operations report and then to uh, Jen Norris for her last, sadly, facilities director report from TJPA. Any questions?
0: Directors, any questions for Adam? And for the public, we'll take public comment on all three reports once all three reports have been presented. Not, no. Yes, Chair G. Okay, not, I'm not seeing any hands either. So um, I guess, Rodney, you're on deck.
6: Yes, sir. Good morning, Chair G and directors. Next slide, Jason. We're, we're continuing tracking three KPIs for contract security. Personnel turnover, post-staffing, and post in site competency testing. Um, Personnel turnover, there was no turnover uh, during this reporting period. I've worked closely with local allied management team on a recognition program. As a result, security officers are recognized in the form of a gift card, $50 or $100, for their attendance and professionalism. Additionally, uh, we have an internal mentoring program, where we link security uh, personnel who we deem that has the potential with career professionals, who can provide them with guidance on valuable career options. For example, we have two individuals currently in the last phase of the hiring process, one with Contra Costa Sheriff Department and the other with SFPD. We're cultivating an environment where individuals can reach their potential regardless of their occupation. Post staffing, allied staffing resulted in about 97%. Post and site competency testing, allied attained about 87%. Next slide, please. This slide here is the SFPD Southern Station Crime Stats. Uh, we're constantly analyzing these stats on a regular basis to get a pulse for crimes that are committed within the, within the district. Uh, in addition, our stats, which we will cover shortly, and Southern Station Stats, which is before you, uh, informs our decision-making as to our security posture. You would notice that Larceny uh SFPD uh, Southern Station, is reporting about a 106% increase from 2020. Furthermore, larceny theft from the transit center accounted for about a quarter of one percent of the total larceny thefts uh, that are rolled up into the SLPD crime stats. Next slide, please. Let's talk about part one. Part one, we had three larceny thefts, uh, we had two electric scooters and one theft of a vehicle. This one, this theft of a vehicle resulted in an unknown individual exited off of I-80 onto our bus uh, ramp. Uh, onto the bus deck, where the individual left the car, uh, abandoned the vehicle, and exited the uh, transit center. We had one robbery, and I uh, involving um, one subject robbed the victim of his sneakers on the bus deck. And uh, what I'm proud about is 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 the, the coordination between SFPD contract security and our security operations center. And so apparently, the in, the victim flagged down a uh, contract security personnel. Uh, That individual followed protocol, called back to the security operations center. Uh, The staff in the security operations center was able to utilize those physical security systems, our cameras and et cetera, to be able to quickly identify the individual. The individual subsequently went back into the bathroom, uh, apparently tried to change clothes, where uh, the security operators was able to uh, relay that information to SFPD and the individual was subsequently arrested. Uh, And then we had one burglary, and uh, this was involving uh, Phil's Coffee. Um, Apparently, um, you know, their nighttime crew didn't follow normal closing procedures uh, and then left one of the doors unsecured. Part two crimes, we had uh, six uh, vandalisms uh, slash graffiti incidents, very minor in nature. And we had three simple assaults. Uh, And the simple assaults are just the mere touching of an individual. Uh, Nothing more, more, it's not like an aggravated assault. Uh, next slide, please. Quality of life. Um, we continue to deal with vagrancy and suspicious uh, persons on a daily basis. As a result, SLPD uh, and contract security personnel has increased their presence uh, in and around the bathrooms and the stairwells. And we know that we've getting that uptick of uh, pedestrian uh, foot traffic uh, between Tuesday and Thursdays. And so we're constantly adjusting, adjusting our security posture to meet uh, those demands. Uh, Next slide. Reports and arrests. We had about 23 reports taken. Uh, It was 23 reports taken, two citations issued, and four arrests uh, that was made uh, during this reporting period. Next slide. Part 1, crimes are up 25% from last reporting period in 2021. Part 2, crimes are up about 200%. Quality of life issues are up about 87%. Reports in arrests are up about 125%. Citations are unchanged from previous reporting period. And finally, uh, you know, there are three components of our security program. One is contract security in the SFPD on-site. Uh, the second one is our physical security systems because they play a vital role within our security program. And then the third is our security engagement and what I mean by that is is that we're constantly engaging uh, with not only our operators and our neighbors on a daily basis and then we have a regular monthly scheduled meetings and in between we're regularly engaged uh, with our local state federal law enforcement and regulatory partners. Uh, These ongoing activities demonstrate our commitment to ensuring a safe and secure environment. Uh, This concludes my presentation. I'll be glad to answer any questions.
0: Thank you, Rodney. Appreciate the update. And and thank you for all the efforts, as Adam shared, for the um, special events that have happened around the park in the last two weeks. Um, That's not a way to test and be prepared and trained, but you you and the entire team, not just you, I mean, it was a team effort to make sure everyone is safe and those situations were taken care of and addressed appropriately. So thank you. And thank you, Adam, to everybody at, at the TJPA. Uh, Directors, any questions for Rodney on the security report?
7: Director Shaw. Sorry, my cat's going crazy. Um, I just have a a couple of simple questions. Um, What's the difference between burglary and larceny theft and quality of life?
6: So the burglary is, you know, the actual entering of a dwelling. Uh, And then larceny is is just a a mere taking of of a bicycle or cell phone, etc. And then just, and then the quality of life issues, is this something that's common in the industry that, you know, you have your part one crimes or your serious crimes and part two or your less serious crimes. And then there are other themes, other, I wouldn't say crimes, but other activities where you put that quality of life in those, in that bucket, okay. if that makes sense. So that you can at least have those metrics of, of, uh, keeping up with what's going on, whether it's vagrancy, trespassing, etc.
7: Okay. Thank you. And I don't know if now is a good time to ask since you're here, but um, I know in the budget, we talked about the, um, the security system and the cost of security. And I just wondered, you mentioned some of the systems and contracts that are coming up. I just wondered if you can talk a little bit, I don't know if you should do it now or during the budget about what those costs are and what we're doing to try to minimize those costs. Okay, if you like, I would I would much rather. I mean, it's, I can yield to Adam, but I can
6: wait. I can talk about it now, or I can wait till that topic comes up.
5: Adam, Director Shaw, do you have a specific question? We are, we are talking about the proposed budget in great detail later in the uh, agenda. Yeah, well, well you know, we, we can wait till that? then. We can wait till then. If there's a specific thing related to security, we can address it now. If you prefer, no, we can wait till the budget. Thank you.
0: <clears throat> Thanks, Director Shaw. Thank you, ma'am. Directors, any other questions for Rodney? Rodney, thank you. you. Thank you, sir.
8: Okay. I think I'm next up, yes?
9: Yes.
3: All right. Um, We've had a great month here uh, in terms of facility operations of the Transit Center. Next slide, please. We're still really uh, hitting our stride as we open more establishments and as more work continues. So the first thing I'm going to report on is the moving of the go bikes and the go bike lockers, which presently live in the southwest corner of our campus. And that's near the parcel F construction and where the bent work is starting. So we'll be moving the lockers and the go bikes. The lockers are being spread out um, along the whole campus. So I think that's actually an improvement for how people use bike lockers and where they enter the center from. So we'll have them near Second Street on Minna. We'll have them on Toma near First. We're gonna have them between the Salesforce Tower and the Grand Hall. And then we have some existing lockers down here at the East end on Beale. So, and then the Go Bikes, We will be moving those to the south side of the Grand Hall, which means you'll also have line of sight of them um, and line of sight to the escalators as you park. There's just a lot of good synergies there as a user. So I'm excited for this. I think it's gonna be an improvement. Um, It was started as an adaptation and actually I think will be something that people will like and that we will retain after construction. Next slide, please. Wayfinding, been my major focus for the six months, continued to work on it this week um, and last week, did a walk with AC Transit. We'll be, you know, we added 40 of the big square uh, transit information displays. We will also be adding some vertically oriented cases adjacent to elevators and escalators to assist riders in navigating the station and the neighborhood. Um, We've identified the locations, we're working on procurement of the cases and the design of the um, maps and media that will go into those. Those are primarily, if you got off a bus on the bus deck, and this is your first time arriving at the transit center downtown, we want these to help you find the things that you've come to find, whether it's local, you know, orienting yourself to where Mission Street is, or whether it's knowing what your connection is and how to find those. So working on that, also the digital display upgrade project is underway, I believe Adam referred to it. We have five work streams moving simultaneously, um, looking at all parts and asking ourselves really good framing questions about how that digital wayfinding is used both for advertising and for wayfinding, how we can communicate that more clearly, whether those two things need to be separated so it's super clear. Um, What does the top of it look like? The non-digital part, does that tell you clearly that there's information to be found? Just really asking all the right questions. You have a great team on that. Lily Wu is the um, project manager here at TJPA working with Lowercase Productions who has a lot of expertise and then all different parts of our user groups participating in those work streams so that we aren't leaving anyone behind. And then we have permanent in place to install the three transit kiosks. Those are the ones on the poles that are kind of um, have a little roundness to them, but basically the rectangle on a pole. Um, Three of those, one on 2nd Street at Minna, one on Mission at Shaw Alley, and one on uh, Beale at the northwest corner of Mission. All of them are positioned to help people find the transit center. They're in places where you may have come off BART or a bus or be walking and not have line of sight, but be super close to the transit center. We want you to find it. Um, So that's how that's going. Next slide, please. And again, I know Director Shaw has been to the park. I don't know who else has been to the park lately, but it's spring and absolutely everything is in bloom. I walk up there every day and just take pictures of random cool things blooming that I've never seen bloom before. I wanted you to know that you're in good hands, whether there's a facility director sitting in the office or not. There's quarterly landscape walks that happen with your landscape architect, the original landscape architect, and the landscape maintenance company walk with our asset managers to make sure that everything is being tended in the right way, to make decisions about Perhaps we planted too many of a certain kind of tree, assuming one of them would die off and they've all thrived, but they're crowding each other. We've done a little tree removal to kind of make space, just the kinds of things that you would do in your own yards if you were trying to make sure that you were raising a mature garden that will um, thrive for a very long time. So, and it's great to see so many things in bloom. Uh, the architect was really impressed with the photo on the upper left. He. They planted those, but they've never seen one bloom before. So there's some really nice things happening up there. Even if you went up with your eyes closed, you would hear all the birds and realize that we have created an ecosystem in the middle of the city that is um, magical. Next slide. Park program attendance is booming. We have doubled over last year in terms of our full park counts. And some days reach 400 people up there, which is excellent. Um, Sample event counts, the toddler Tuesdays, I tell you this all the time, but super popular, 101 people at the April 19th one. That next Friday, we did music at noon and yoga at 1230. Um, So we had about 60 people at the music and um, 85 people at the yoga. So different people finding the park for different reasons. Drum circle on that Sunday drew 72 people. Next slide. New programs, we do through that RFQ have new partners and we're hitting what we consider our high season, which is um, from May through October, where you'll see a much greater density of the free programs that are offered in the park. Um, We've reintroduced the writing class that runs from May through October, Wednesdays at noon. I've taken it the last two weeks and if you wanna find me in the future, I think you can look for me Wednesday at noon taking the writing class, I would encourage you to come, it's definitely a drop in class. The teacher is so well prepared, a full handout, I feel like I'm in a university setting. um, And just, uh, it's just a really good activity to do. And we do it in the wet garden, wetland garden, which is at the east end of the park, um, which is a space we haven't used before for programs, but it's quiet enough to do this writing class. um, And beautiful. So. Tango lessons, as you heard earlier. And then the social dancing started Friday, May 6th. And then that's going to segue into Thursday dances because Thursday's the new Friday, people. That's when everyone comes to work. That's when they're around. So we'll do Thursday dances every Thursday night, June through October, rotating through K-pop, salsa, Bollywood, and swing. Uh, always there will be a teaching component at the beginning. Um, Sometimes a little performance too, I think with the Bollywood, then they're gonna do a performance for us. And then just social dancing should be super fun and get even funner when we introduce Bear Bottle into the whole thing. So um, thriving park activity. And then I wanted to mention Theater Rhinoceros, which is the longest running LGBTQ theater company in America will be presenting their Macbeth in and around Salesforce Park on Memorial Day weekend. This was programmed pre-pandemic had already been cast. I think they had, you know, already started learning their lines and such when uh, it came to an end. So uh, we're glad to have them back and to be squeezing them in at the end of this fiscal year. We had some park budget capacity. That'll be a roaming show. So you show up and then you move with the actors through different parts of the park for different scenes. I think it might also include the Grand Hall, although rehearsals haven't quite yet begun. Uh, here on site. So I don't think all those decisions have been made yet. Next slide, please. Uh, Just in case you didn't notice, April 18th cover of the San Francisco Chronicle Datebook. We got more than, we got basically half a page dedicated to our free fitness programs. These are programs that are offered uh, as part of our park programming, but they are taught by Fitness SF, who is our tenant and under their lease, uh, offers all of our fitness programs for free to us and for free to the participants. So that's a wonderful uh, program. It is managed by BRB, who is our park programming partner. They are the ones that decide that Thursday is the new Friday. <laughs> They're the ones that figured out to add a second toddler event. They're, you know, the match and the sound systems and the all of the high touch engagement with like the Macbeth to figure out how they can be in the space and yet respectful of the space and where there are not room for people to stand, they'll be the ones that coordinate all of that. And I think they're an excellent partner. Next slide, please. And again, I wish I had a new tenant to tell you about on my way out the door, but I don't. Um, We are 88% leased. We are moving toward opening the Kaiser, the energy behind this Kaiser opening, which, and then Venga Empanadas, who swears that they're gonna open with live music on Friday, March, uh, Friday, May 27th. Um, I'm not sure that the health permit is in place yet, but they're working as fast as they can to get that there. I know the band's been hired. So uh, hopefully those things will come together at the same time, Um, but definitely a lot of momentum there. Uh, Next slide, please. Kaiser opening on Tuesday, May 17th. Their hours will be 8.30 to five on weekdays. This is a drop-in clinic, hasn't existed in the Kaiser portfolio prior to this. It should, you should be able to get some simple lab work. You can get your flu vaccine. You can, it won't be a pharmacy, but if prescriptions are, you know, if you stopped in for an infection and you need some antibiotics, you'll be able to get them here as a one-stop shop. Um, Injuries, things like that. So um, exciting to have this happening and also activating the West end on the second floor. Uh, joining Fitness SF on that second floor at that end. Next slide, please. Going along with that, um, Kaiser chose to do a big advertising blitz here, which has included digital ads running on all of our screens since mid-April. And then these Grand Hall window wraps, which are on three sides of the Grand Hall. Um, I really like them. This is great that Kaiser was the first person to take advantage of this, but this advertising opportunity has existed in the advertising offering portfolio since the center has opened. So I'm hoping this stimulates interest in others because it's a great way to make revenue. It's also a way to kind of catch people's eyes so that the transit center looks different every month when you walk past it kind of, I think that also is stimulating to the neighborhood and people's interest in use. So i um, excited to see this first one happen. Next slide, please. Uh, Venga and Tycoon, I just, the kitchen, I just are approaching opening. Venga empanadas, you see a menu board is up. Um, I was down there last night. The ovens are in place. I mean, these people are ready to serve us some food, so I'm super excited. Tycoon Kitchen is looking very good inside, and their blade sign has gone up, um, so just All the little pieces that make make it ready to start um, are in place. Next slide, please. And next, in terms of tenant improvements, um, I know you love some good construction photos. These are per diem uh, showing the framing of their walls and their bar. They are moving very quickly in their space. They'll be our first sit down dining establishment here. um, And they'll be opening late summer, early fall, And they just seem very focused and to be moving quite quickly. Every time I go down there, there's something new happening in the space. So uh, excited to see them excited about this place and people coming back to work. Next slide, please. And then moving toward construction on the park level, which Adam did refer to, uh, the JSSK group is making progress um, where Dennis is working with them for how to crane materials to the rooftop and uh, Bear Bottle is making progress. Their containers are actually completely built in San Leandro and waiting to come here. We're working out the waterproofing and attachment and finalizing the alcohol beverage control permitting. The photo you see is of a rendering of the rooftop restaurant patio, where the maples are now, the Japanese maples, those primarily will need to move to other places within the park. Although you can tell from this rendering that they do retain some of them. And then outside of the patio, that Green Hill is one of our berms. Uh, So excited to see this and the kinds of textures and colors they're using in the space and embracing the openness of the park environment. So hoping that turns out to be a good fit. Next slide, please. I just want to take a moment on my way to thank the asset management team at Lincoln Property Company, Rich Piet. And Rip Malloy are our general managers. Roger Dean manages the construction. Peter Mann and Aspen Alves rep- support that team and everything that they do. Um, these are the people that are on site every day, dealing with facility operations, managing the maintenance and janitorial, the capital improvements, the tenant improvements and construction, the leasing pieces under them, private event support. Um, They're the doers. I get to be the one that sits here and talks about all their accomplishments, but they're the doers and I just want to thank them for all they do. You are in good hands. My transition, they were here before I arrived and they will be here after I leave and they will continue to do good work for you and for all of us. Next slide, please. I already said a little thank you to BRV, the park program team, but Nina Covney, Kayla Hughes, and James Kirby, Every time there's an event in the park, you will find at least one of them there. Um, managing that event, learning from it, um, super interesting to watch how they you know, iterate and solve problems. For a while we had dancing at lunchtime, which I was really enjoying, but when people came back to work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, trying to dance in the middle of the closet with a hundred people watching you, it stopped being as fun. So we moved it to after work. You know, and these are simple things, but someone needs to think about it thoughtfully and make the decision. And I'm grateful to them, as well as the East Cut CBD um, and Andrew Robinson, who leads that uh, and their park committee and their input, they approve the park budget and help all of us figure out what um, the community desires up there. Um, They do a great job also. And of course, 80% of park costs um, are paid for by the East Cut CBD. Next slide. Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't thank the TjPA team we've had a really good time together despite living through a pandemic that keeps complicating our ways of interacting uh, this is the team we got to go to Adam um, arranged for us to go to the top of 181 Fremont and see the 181 gallery it's really quite striking if you haven't been up there and uh, yeah so that was a fun outing for the group um, and the They've just been a really supportive team and very welcoming and helped me in as many ways as they could, and I'd like to thank them. And one more slide, because you can't thank people enough. I would like to thank you for your support um, and all that you do. Um, And I'm here for any questions in regard to this report or anything else. Thank you so much for your time.
0: Jen, thank you for the report. And thank you for 26 years of public service and for your time with TJPA. Um, you've earned your opportunity to retire so best wishes on retirement and, and, and just thank you on behalf of the board and I'll have another comment later but um, Director Shaw I thought you had your hand up. There you go.
7: I did. I'm, I'm getting confused. Um, I also want to thank you Jen. It's been great. Um, I got some feedback last week from a couple of the supervisors at the transit center there and they were really happy with all the displays and the wayfinding that's going on. Um, long time coming in and you finally made it happen so thank you. I think those bike changes like you say I think that's going to be really good for everybody because there have been comments in the past about throwing on one center of the one part of the center and when you come in from the other side it's a long way around so I think those are all good. I think you've done a really good job of of picking up where things happened and I hope to see you at some of these openings and stuff because I'm sure we will see you around so thank you.
0: Thank you, Director Shaw. Other directors, questions, comments? Uh, Director Chang.
2: Just um, want to thank you so
1: much. I congratulate you, city. Tilly, uh, your director Chang, your volume is a little low, very low. It's hard to hear you.
2: I'll try to speak loudly. I just want to thank her so much for her retirement. uh, On her retirement, for working with the city and the community it's a huge job never-ending 24-7 um and you've done an amazing um service to our city so thank you very much and congratulations
3: thank
0: you director chang other directors
3: yes uh elaine elaine forbes here i wanted i wanted to thank you very much and just express um some real inspiration there's a lot of inspiration going into the events that have been planned it's there's really quite a wide variety to be proud of and things i actually uh will try to come and and check out uh so really well done congratulations kudos to the variety of things you're offering to serve the community it's it's very impressive
1: and uh we'll miss you good luck on your next uh, chapter
0: Thank you, Director Forbes. There might be some synergy between the Salesforce Park and the port on some of these uh, activities and events and um, okay, pop dance, you know, whatever. <laughs> other directors. All right. I'm not seeing any other hands, Donald. am I'm uh, no. seeing, seeing all the hands raised at this time. Again, Jan, thank you very much for all of you've done for the city. Thank you for what you've done for TJPA. Best wishes on your next chapter. And I still got stuck on the slide and I was just going through my head seeing the TJPA staff or the TJPA board doing their best imitation of BTS. But I'll get past that.
3: (laughs) Well, thank you all. It's been a pleasure.
0: Very good. All right. Thank you, Jen. Thank you, Adam and Rodney for your reports. Public comment on any of the three reports, Donald? Seeing no public comment at this time,
1: I will proceed to call the next item. Directors, item six is the CAC update, and CAC Chair Brian Larkin will address you on this item.
9: All right. Um, Good morning, Directors. Uh, I'm Brian Larkin, the new chair of the TJPA Citizens Advisory Committee. And today I'm reporting on the CAC meeting of this past Tuesday, the 10th of May. Our agenda included staff reports on draft budgets for fiscal year 2022-2023, facility operations updates, the downtown rail extension project update, and the security operations quarterly report. Um, Before I say anything else, I want to say goodbye to Donald Pollitt. Um, He was active in with the CAC from the time of my beginning with it, which was last year. And on behalf of the committee, we wish him well with his new assignment at the Public Utilities Commission. I'm sure he'll have a good time there. Um, Before our reports began during the CAC meeting, we heard from Lily Madras Wu, who gave us information of just about the same information that Adam Vanderwater just gave to you all. Um, a committee member asked about, <clears throat> given that the, the, the mask mandate has been dropped, asked whether the event sponsors could require masks of participants. And the answer we got was a probable yes. Um, I don't know that that's definite yet, but it seems logical to me. Um, the draft budget reports were sanguine. Committee members asked whether inflation and supply issues, supply chain issues, might cause cost increases beyond their budget expectations. Adam Vanderwater explained that California's economy remains healthy and that in the longer term, a recession would cause a decrease in construction costs to a more competitive bidding environment. There's also potential for value engineering savings. There have already been some of those. There's There's potential for more. Um, The facility update was the last one we will receive from Jen Norris, which I think you all understand is would have been her last and it would be the last presentation she made to you. She's retiring at the end of this week. The committee wished her well and hope that she enjoys her retirement, which I bet she does. Um, Committee members were glad about the addition of more bike racks, echoing the comment that Director Shaw made a few minutes ago. One member asked whether there was room for additional racks should future conditions warrant them. Uh, The DPX report included an update on the accelerated work plan for a plan for FTA's new starts program. Committee members were concerned that the problems that San Jose is having with its application for FTA funding for its downtown bar extension could also happen to our program. Alfonso Rodriguez explained that San Jose was following a quick start process rather than the new start process that we're following and also that the FTA was concerned that there was added risk entailed in using a large single bore for its tunnel which isn't happening here we're using a single pardon me um sequential excavation method to do our tunneling so that risk shouldn't be inherent in this progress in in this project rather. Um, Finally Chief Security Officer Rodney Harris provided the quarterly security update which included news that there was less turnover on the contract security staff, which I think you all just heard. There was a robbery on the deck, but through coordination with SFPD, the thief was apprehended and arrested. There were no committee questions. And if you have no questions for me, that will include this month's CAC report, and I'll look forward to seeing you all on the 9th. I guess
0: the ninth of next month. Brian, thank you very much for the report. Um, appreciate everything that the CAC does. Um, directors, any questions for our CAC chair? Seeing none, Chair G. Thank you, Donald, for the assist, I appreciate it. Brian, thank you very much for the report. Appreciate it, Director Lipkin, was your hand about to go
4: up? I just wanted to say welcome to Brian and his new role. That I, I didn't have any questions. Okay,
1: I appreciate that. Uh, And there's also no public comment at this time. I will proceed to call the next item. Please, thank you. Directors, item seven is public comment, an opportunity for members of the public to address the authority on matters that are not on today's calendar. Moderator, can you please let in the, the first caller? Hello, caller, please state your name. Your two minutes begin now.
9: Hi, this is Jim Patrick, uh, Patrick and Company. I'd like to make a comment on the agenda and the fact that the the legal cases in the closed uh, meeting uh, don't reflect the risk involved or the dollars amount involved in the discussions. And I find that uh, strange that uh, what's our our liability? And uh, last thought is uh, approving the Uh, budget for the uh, additional legal uh, counsel uh, seems to me that should be before the fact not after the fact and it's in the wrong order thank you that
1: does conclude public comment i will proceed to call the next item thank you Directors, your next item is the consent calendar. All matters listed are considered to be routine and will be acted upon by a single vote. There will be no separate discussion of these items unless a member of the board or the public so requests in which event the matter shall be removed from the consent calendar and considered separately. I'm not aware that anyone and there's also no public comment at this time. Is there a motion? Move approval. John Baptiste.
6: Second. Forbes.
1: Thank you. I'll take a roll call vote. Please. Director Borden. Aye. Borden, aye. Director Chang. Aye. Chang, aye. Director Forbes. Aye. Forbes, aye. Director John Baptiste. Aye. John Baptiste, aye. Director Lipkin.
7: Aye.
1: Lipkin, aye. Director Shaw. Aye. Shaw, aye. Chair G. Yes. G I. There are seven eyes And item eight, the consent calendar is approved. I'll proceed to call your next item. Directors, item nine is a presentation of and public hearing for draft budgets for fiscal year twenty twenty-two through twenty twenty-three. Operating budget in the amount of thirty-one million seven hundred and sixty-nine thousand and fiscal year twenty. 22 to 23 capital budget for phase one, phase two, and tenant improvements in the amount of 116,507,000 and fiscal year 22 to 23 debt service budget in the amount of 28,188,431 and TJPA budget and procurement director Oscar Quintanilla N-
10: Nila will present. Thank you, Donald. Good morning, board members. My name is Oscar Quintanilla. I'm TJPA's Budget and Procurement Director. Today, I'll be presenting to you the draft operating budgets for fiscal years 22 23 as well as the draft capital budgets for Phase One, Phase Two tenant improvements, and the debt service budget. Can you go to the next slide? Thank you. So as a reminder, this is an information item and serves as public hearing. We will present the final budget to you in June. Next slide. One more. The fiscal year 22-23 operating budget anticipates increased activity throughout the transit center. The budget includes funding for additional park programming as well as uh, additional general maintenance costs. We are seeing active construction on several tenant spaces as Jen uh, mentioned a few minutes ago with several businesses anticipated to open to the public in 2022. Uh, we are yet to have a full year of normal operations, so this budget reflects a transition. We are including the spend-down of the remaining federal COVID relief funds, and we're anticipating an increase in rental lease revenue. In January, we presented the preliminary budget, which was based on a simple escalation from previous years, and the main differences between what we presented in January and what I'm presenting to you today include an anticipated continuation of additional bridge toll revenue support from Regional measure 2, a 35% reduction in transit operator contributions, increased operations, and a reflection of our current staffing plans, and the park budget also reflects our updated memorandum of understanding with the East CBD. Uh, Next slide. Um, This table just summarizes the changes I described in the last slide. Overall, the draft budget represents a 4% increase from the preliminary budget presented in January. And I'll go into a little bit more detail in the next few slides. Next slide. On the revenue side, the main changes are the increase in the anticipated regional measure 2 funding, which MTC staff is recommending as part of their annual RM2 programming item. So we'll have the the final amount for you at our next uh, in June. You can also see the corresponding reduction in lease and use payments for my primary tenants and the anticipated increase in rental revenue. On a next slide. On a year-over-year basis, the operating revenue budget is increasing by 3.2 million. The main driver of this is a 2.3 million increase in wayfinding request line item. We have secured 300000 so far from Proposition AA local vehicle registration fees, and we're actively working to secure additional grant funds, and it's important to note that the corresponding expenditures are subject to funding availability. I also want to highlight that the regional transit operator contribution is only increasing by 100000 Next slide. On the expenditure side, the main dri- the main differences between the draft budget and the preliminary budget include increases to TJPA's administrative costs, anticipated physical security cost escalations, and, renewable, and renewal of security system contracts, and increases to general maintenance. Several general maintenance items had been reduced from previous year budgets due to shelter-in-place orders, but as, as activity throughout the center increases, we're adding these items back. And next slide, on a year-over-year basis, the operating budget is increasing by 3.2 million, the main drivers are the $2 million increase in wayfinding enhancements that is subject to fund funding availability, a 12% increase in overall maintenance and janitorial costs, uh, and physical security reflects scheduled cost escalation. And, Director Shaw, I can answer your question on our security systems. Previously, we had multi-year contracts that had been paid in advance, so no, no budget had been included in FY22 or the preliminary budget. And these systems include our mass notification system in building emergency communication system, incident management system, and systems that support our security operations center. So we're we're not adding new systems, we're just renewing contracts that are expiring at the end of the current fiscal year. Um, Next slide. Uh, Per board policy, we have two reserves, an emergency reserve that is funded at the board adopted 500,000 level, and an operating and maintenance reserve that is set at 25% of our operating budget. The the draft budget increases our O&M reserve from 2.6 million to 5.1 million, primarily thanks to a one-time energy efficiency incentive payment that we received from the SFPUC, and additional federal COVID relief funding that was made available in the current fiscal year. After we exclude the one-time wayfinding enhancements and the contingency the O&M reserve represents 19% of our operating budget. Uh, we are trending in the right direction and getting closer to that or adopted level, but the results of RM3 will have a significant impact. Um, and just to give you some context, if, if RM3 is upheld, we will have sufficient funds to fully fund the O&M reserve and funding for upcoming capital maintenance costs. And if RM3 is not upheld, we might need to use some of our reserves to cost to cover lost revenue. Next slide. Next, I will discuss the draft capital budgets for phase one, phase two, and tenant improvements. And as you see here, the, the three budgets add up to 116.5 million. And funding comes from a combination of sources, including the 2020 tax allocation bond proceeds, transit center district, CFD, and impact fee funds. PROPOSITION K, LOCAL TRANSPORTATION SALES TAX, AS WELL AS ANTICIPATED BUT NOT YET SECURED FEDERAL, STATE, AND REGIONAL SOURCES. And THE NEXT SLIDE SHOWS THE PROPOSED EXPENDITURES BY CATEGORY uh, FOR EACH OF THE BUDGETS, AND I'LL GO INTO MORE detail IN THE NEXT the SLIDE. Um, NEXT SLIDE. Uh, THE Phase ONE BUDGET IS $17.9 million AND expenditures, EXPENDITURES ARE FOCUSED ON TWO CATEGORIES, 3.3 million for professional and specialized services supporting the project closeout, including legal, legal services, claims management, and dispute resolution assistance, and 14.5 million that is intended to fund pending construction payments as we close out the remaining 10 freight packages. Uh, next slide. The proposed budget for phase two is 92.2 million and is consistent with the board adopted work plan to complete project development, uh, which is the first phase of the FTA new starts process. The proposed budget includes funding to advance coordination with other public agencies, uh, advance the design of the project, and also commence the right-of-way related activities. The budget includes 26.8 million that is yet to be identified. So to adjust for this, the project team is developing a strategy to prioritize right-of-way acquisition and proceed as funding becomes available. Next slide. Our tenant improvement budget is 6.5 million. It's consistent with the board adopted budget for tenant improvements, and expenses consist of uh, the tenant improvement allowances as the new tenants complete their improvements, the remaining base building construction costs and continued project management and engineering support. And finally, a last budget I'll present to you is the debt service budget um, with the issuance of the tax allocation bonds in 2020 the, the board established a separate debt service budget and for fiscal year 23 the total debt service expenses are estimated at 28.2 million this covers the anticipated bond payment as well as the mandatory redemption of subordinate durable bonds um, this concludes my presentation and I'm happy to answer questions thank you
0: Oscar, thank you very much for the presentation and thank you to the entire team that worked together to put these budgets together. It's a lot of work. So my gratitude on behalf of the board for all the hard work. Directors, questions on the three budgets that were presented today? Director
7: Shaw. Thank you. Yeah, this is a very complicated budget. I think you guys did a great job. So um, first I want to say, you know, obviously we're very happy that we had a 35% reduction in the transit Operator costs, we talked about that before. Um, The security systems, you mentioned what those are for. And I just wondered, are those um, long-term contracts? Are they one-year contracts? And so does this budget, is this budget just for the the next fiscal year? Or is this for the next, you know, three or four, five different fiscal years? Um, And then last but not least, um, I just want to make a comment because I think this has been said before that AC Transit's a little bit concerned about the park, park costs going forward. So this year it's not that bad. It's like a 2% increase. So that's, but I think it's cause you guys use some surplus funds there. So we're just a little concerned going forward about ongoing park costs increasing and the uh, then the ongoing costs to us as the transit operator. So, um, but thanks again for this report.
10: Thank you, thank you for your question on Uh, we are including, uh, There you are. Can you hear me? Sorry yes. about that. Um, on, on the security systems questions, we're included the one year cost in our budget. Uh, we, we're still negotiating, uh, but that would be, but we are anticipating that we'll just pay for the one year in this budget. And we'll have a more consistent, uh, budget throughout the next few years. And then on the park cost, um, last, as you know, last year, we completed the update to the MOU with the EastCut CBD. And we are working proactively with Lincoln property to identify costs that are related to the park so that we track those and charge those correctly. So for our agreement, the EastCut CBD will pay for up to 80% of park-related costs as long as we're able to identify those part those costs correctly we, we should um, be assigning them
7: um, like that. Thank you and I guess the only comment that I'll make to that is then uh, hopefully going forward we look forward we look to how we can kind of not have too much increase in costs, both for the security systems that's our biggest cost I think in our budget from an operating perspective um and then also for the park maybe so what we can do to Kind of contained costs would be great.
0: Thank you, Director Shaw. Other questions from directors? Director Chang.
2: Thanks, Chair G. Can you hear me?
0: Yes. Yeah.
2: Better. Okay. Great. Thanks, Oscar. Welcome to your new post as well. Um, I wanted to uh, ask a question about the uh, DTX capital budget. I noticed that you had some prop K in there. Um, I believe that we're still meant to. Uh, we've budgeted to allocate you all some additional DTX funds for TJPA's use uh, in the coming fiscal year. So my first question is, has that been included in your assumptions? Um, Of course, it's just sort of programmed, as you know, and not yet committed until we can get the board action. Uh, Related question is whether you've also budgeted for complementary contributions toward the design phase, which we had begun working on last year, this idea that everybody should jointly... Contribute to that next phase to 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 a more modest degree, you
10: know, uh, for each agency. Thank you. Thank you, Tilly. So yeah, the the amount that we're including in our budget is the proposed programming for Prop K, right? We we still need to go through the board process, and we've been coordinating with Anna and Jesse to um, what the best time to go to the board is and what information we would need, um, and. That includes the $3 million from MTC, for example, for uh, engineering support. So we are including some of that um, in our budget.
2: Great. And I hope everybody um, around the sort of table was also gonna try to pitch in as they're able um, in, in, in concert with MTC and, and the TA. Thank, thank you very much.
0: Thank, thank you, Director Chang. <clears throat> Other questions from directors? Not seeing any, Donald? Not not seeing any. Okay. Well, Oscar, thank you. We'll take public comment now. There is no public comment at this time. All right. This item, I believe, is just information right now and coming back to us in June for formal action. So, Oscar, again, thank you. And thank the entire team that worked on putting the budgets together. Appreciate it.
9: Thank you.
1: I'll proceed to call you next item, directors. Directors, item 10 is the San Francisco Peninsula Rail Program Executive Steering Committee update. And Tilly Chang, Executive Director of San Francisco County Transportation Authority, ESC Vice Chair, will present this item.
2: Thank you, Mr. Secretary. And and, good morning, Chair G and members of the board. Uh, On behalf of Michelle Bouchard, our Chair of the ESC, who's on travel, I'm pleased to provide this month's update. Um, At our April meeting of the Executive Steering Committee, we received a follow-up presentation on the DTX Project Delivery Alternative Study. Uh, This presentation summarized a qualitative risk assessment of the project procurement options under consideration through the study. And these delivery options include multiple approaches reflecting a combined progressive design build and construction manager general contractor approach as well as one option for a long-term uh, public-private partnership, or P3, which would be developed through um, an initial pre-development period. Uh, one of the progressive design build, or P, uh, PDB, options would incorporate construction period financing, uh, whereas the P3 has a long-term financing and facility operations and maintenance component, so it, they're similar in that regard. The comparative risk review considered project risks that are common across the shortlisted delivery options, as well as those risks that are more specific to each particular delivery method. Uh, The assessment also considered the project's risk register, which was the direction of the board that we heard last uh, last month from you all. Uh, This has been developed thus far in a qualitative manner using the FTA Federal Transit Administrative's methodology. Um, And a quantitative risk process will be conducted this summer. Uh, The team, uh, Alfonso uh, Rodriguez, our project director, is working on that already with with all the agencies. The quantitative process will be used to allocate risks and associated contingency um, in in the project budget and will provide further input to the preparation of, of the final cost estimate coming to you later this year. The qualitative risk review of project delivery options will be incorporated into that final report of the project delivery study as well, and based on the analysis brought forward to the study team to date, Um, we have begun to narrow those options that I just mentioned to really focus on the family of progressive design build and CMGC construction manager general contractor uh, method approaches. So this reflects the potential constraints um, to the applicability of a P3 in the context of DTX. And um, we also, however, do welcome industry feedback uh, on all of the methods that have been considered to date, as well as the general topic of project delivery, which is just a really big topic. Um, lots of um, things to consider, and we welcome industry's input and feedback. Um, this month, the ESC will receive a progress update on one on the accelerated work plan and the tasks that are in, to be completed by the end of the year to try and meet our uh, FTA submittal deadline that um, Adam Director Vanderwater mentioned, in, which will be February of 2023. Um, this includes a governance study which is being co-led by uh, MTC and our, our SFCTA agencies. And earlier this year, the ESC uh, and board received a presentation on that study's approach. The months, This month's progress update to the ESC will focus on that governance study work and include an interim analysis of institutional options for um, overseeing and delivering the proce- project, as well as an initial stage gate decision framework for the DTX. Um, TO to PROCEED OVER THE NEXT FEW YEARS. AND THIS MONTH, THE ESE WILL ALSO WORK TOGETHER TO MAP OUT THE REMAINING WORK FOR THE YEAR TO ACHIEVE THE ACCELERATED accelerated WORK PLAN MILESTONES, INCLUDING COMPLETING THE OPERATIONS AND MAINTENANCE PLAN, CAPITAL COST ESTIMATE AND FUNDING PLAN, FINALIZING THE RIDERSHIP FORECAST AND DRAFTING A SERIES OF PROJECT MANAGEMENT PLANS AND interagency AGREEMENTS. Uh, THESE TASKS, AGAIN, ARE CONSISTENT WITH THE REQUIREMENTS OF FTA NEW STARTS GUIDELINES uh, FOR ENTRY INTO FINAL ENGINEERING and the remaining work includes securing the budget, as we just discussed, for that future phase work. Uh, So with that, I conclude my report and happy to answer any questions.
0: Thank you, Director Chang, for the report. And and directors, any questions of them? There's a lot of work that was just conveyed and shared. Not here, our
5: DTX project director Alfonso Rodriguez is available to give you a look ahead of when a few of these items will be coming to the board. Uh, I know uh, several of you expressed a desire to know when was coming informational and when is coming for action and and I'll give the caveat here that we are working through these with the IPMT and the ESC and depending on readiness uh, the schedule will adjust but this is driven by the accelerated work program schedule so if, with your concurrence we'll let Alfonso share. Please. Great, why don't we get the slides up?
11: I think we do have a few slides to share. There we go. All right, well, thank you, Director Chang and uh, Chair G. members of the board as Director Chang and Executive Director, Vanderwater mentioned the board previously requested an overview of our work plan and those items coming before this body in the coming months leading to February of 2023 when we're scheduled to request entry into the engineering phase of the federal transit administration new starts program next slide please so over the next several months the integrated project management team will be advancing to the board through the ESC the listed studies and tasks as outlined in the accelerated work plan and as required by the FTA during the project development phase of this grant process. Next month we'll be presenting an update on the governance study with an assessment of initial findings based on the discussions by the project team with our IPMT project uh, partner agencies and the consulting team um, being led or co-led by the San Francisco County uh, Transportation Authority and the Metropolitan Transportation Commission. As the board may recall, this study will provide recommendations for a project delivery structure and governance consideration for the subsequent procurement and construction delivery phases of the downtown rail extension. A final recommendation will be presented to the board in September for your consideration. In July, the board will consider a a recommended project delivery strategy that includes construction contract packaging and a proposed project delivery method. As director Chang mentioned, the options have been narrowed to the three progressive design build delivery approaches. Also in July, the board will receive an update on the downtown rail extension capital funding strategy. In August, the operations and maintenance plan, which describes the requirements to deliver transit service as part of the extension to the Salesforce transit center will be presented for the board's consideration. Also in August, we'll bring the rebranding plan for the downtown rail extension to be used for our external engagement strategy and project communications. The following month in September, the board will consider adoption of the governance recommendations. In November, the board will consider both the capital funding plan and the 20 year financial plan, which demonstrates TJPA's plan to meet the capital investment grant funding milestones and fund transit service over a 20 year timeframe. With the prescribed service le- uh, levels in our grant submission. In January we'll bring CEQA NEPA documentation stemming from the proposed design configuration changes previously presented such as the reduction of the three tracks to two from the fourth and Townsend station deferments from the phasing study and other preliminary design refinements as we have progressed design during this past year. The board will also receive a briefing on the DTX baseline budget and in February, consider approval of the final capital budget and funding plan, as well as a recommendation to request entry to the FTA engineering phase of the capital investments grants, new starts program. Next slide, please. So depicted here are the timeframes for developing the supportive work to advance DTX through the project development phase. And as you can see, we've got quite a bit of concurrent activity with tasks that are being coordinated so that they may inform each other. The last item, the FTA New Starts documentation includes a series of studies and reports and project management plans to be completed during this phase. And the next slide will uh, list these items in more detail. So why don't we go to the next slide. So we've already completed some of this documentation through the tasks I shared earlier. Um, I'm sorry though the task I shared earlier provide us with the information to complete the rest to enter the next phase of the FTA grant we need to submit this information and once we gain entry it will be reviewed by the FTA and their assigned project management oversight consultant known as the PMOC which will allow FTA to assess our readiness to request a full funding grant agreement which we're targeting for August of next year. So this concludes my remarks, and
0: I'm also available to answer your questions. Alfonso, thank you for the report. Uh, directors, any questions? A lot coming before the board ahead of us. Director Shaw.
7: I just have one question. I was wondering, I noticed one of the things about the, the right-of-way pre-acquisition. Um, there's a lot of work in there. Is that, is that just some pre-task? Cause obviously you're not gonna do all your right-of-way acquisition in the next year.
11: Right, the right-of-way work that we listed on that on that slide is is really leading up to the real estate acquisition management plan, which is a document that that explains to FTA our approach to acquiring um, necessary real estate and right-of-way. The the actual okay. acquisition will you know will pace out when funding becomes available or as funding becomes available.
7: And is that required to enter into the uh, new starts engineering process, or that's just if, we're just doing it as part of well, the. Project. Yeah,
11: only the plan is required the the we call it the ramp. Um, that's required, but actually requiring uh, acquiring uh, real estate is
0: is not a requirement. Thank you. Thank you, Director Shaw. Other questions from directors? Not seeing any chatgy. Thank you. Alfonso then quick question on slide 2, were there was there any magic or something for the different colors in the different boxes? no you know that's actually just trying to be efficient director G we recycled slides it it probably looks a lot like an earlier slide we showed you I was just trying to figure out what pink matte versus the green boxes versus the blue and I couldn't figure it out so (laughs) maybe when we have our branding strategy we'll have a new color palette we'll we'll model it after that and so the quiz for everybody else is um, you have a survey transit behind you. So are you out surveying the right-of-way already? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm a, not only a, a licensed engineer, but I'm also a licensed land surveyor. So I, you know, I have to have my transit nearby. Very good. Very good. Well, thank you. Thank you for the update. Thank you for the roadmap. I had any public comment, Donald, on the ESC report? There's no public comment at this
1: time. Okay, thank you. We'll continue. Directors, item 11 is approving the appointment of Neela Gonzalez as TJPA board secretary and TJPA legal counsel Deborah Miller will present.
8: Good morning directors, you have before you a proposal to for the board to appoint Neela Gonzalez as the secretary of the board. Uh, the idea is that she would hold that position at least until such time as a new staff person is brought on and then you could consider appointing that person as your secretary. The TJPA bylaws do require that among the officers of the TJPA you have a secretary. Uh, we all know Na- Nila Gonzalez to be capable and experienced um, and so she is recommended for you today.
7: Women of many skills.
0: Very good. Thank you. Deborah, thank thank you.
7: you.
0: <clears throat> any other questions from the directors? We're
7: any fortunate
2: public? to have lead, I just want to move the, move the item.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is there a, is there, thank you. Director Chang for the motion. Is there a second?
7: Thank you.
0: Thank you. Director Shaw. Is there any public comment? Uh, yes.
1: Uh, moderator. Hello call. Please state your name. Your two minutes begin now. Good morning, Directors for Orlando Brown
0: San Jose. Just a quick word um, to welcome Neil back. We missed her, and IFSC cannot wait to the day when I'll be able to uh, um, hand a, a white card for public comment. Thank you.
1: That does conclude public comment. And we had a first by Director Chang and a second by Director Shaw. I will proceed to take a roll call vote. Director Borden? Aye. Borden, aye. Director Chang? Aye. Chang, aye. Director Forbes?
2: Aye.
1: Forbes, aye. Director John Baptiste?
2: Aye.
1: John Baptiste, aye. Director Lipkin? Aye. Lipkin, aye. Director Shaw?
7: Aye.
1: Shaw, aye. Chair G? Yes. G, I. There are seven I's and item 11 is approved.
0: All right. Before you call our next item, on behalf of the board, I want to say thank you for your time with TJPA and your service to the board and to the organization. We wish you very best on your next chapter. And I guess I have to follow you on social media and your new role on SFPUC. So once I figure out how to do that and what social media is, I'll I'll follow you. So congratulations and thank you. Much thank appreciated. You so. And Neela, and so thank you for filling in. and. Um, as someone said, uh, a woman with many talents and so thank you very much. Appreciate it. Directors, any other comments before we go into closed session?
2: Chair G, I just want to also echo your congratulations to Donald and our thanks from the executive steering committee on behalf of chair Bouchard and my colleagues.
0: Thank you, director Chang. Okay, Donald, these are our next item.
1: At this time, the board is scheduled to go into closed session on, in, into closed session pursuant to government code section 549-56.9. We have not received any indication that a member of the public wishes to comment on the items listed, but they have an opportunity to do so now. Seeing no comment, at this, no public comment at this time.
0: Donald, before we go into closed session, <clears throat> Deborah, do you th- think we how long we'll be in? Just in case the public wants to hang and wait for us to come out.
8: I I am not anticipating that there will be any reportable action out of closed session, um, and I'm not sure exactly how long we have anticipated for the schedule. Although um, on the order of fifteen to twenty minutes, and I'm looking at. Uh, our executive director to see if that sounds right to him.
5: That's correct. I think we our presentation will be shorter than that. It's dependent on how much question and follow up the board has related to the presentation.
0: So I, I guess based on what I've heard, maybe eleven fifteen for the public if they want to hang out and wait. Okay, very good. Thank you, everyone. We'll adjourn into closed session. So Donald, can you take us into closed session?
1: We are live. The TJPA board meeting is back in session. Directors, item 15 is the announcement of closed session.
8: As to item 14, uh, closed session, conference with legal counsel regarding existing litigation in the case names and numbers as specified on the agenda, there is no action to report.
1: Thank you. I'll proceed to call your next items, director and there is no public comment at this time. Directors, item 16 is authorizing the executive director to execute an amendment to the professional service, services agreement with the law firm Farth Shaw LLP to provide legal services related to phase one construction closeout, increasing the total amount of the contract by $4 million for a not-to-exceed amount of 8400000 and making an associated amendment to the Fiscal Year 21 and 22, Capital Budget for Phase 1 and Transfer of Program Reserves. And TJPA Senior Construction Manager, Dennis Tershon will present.
0: Good morning, Directors. Uh, Dennis Tershon for Item 16. Uh, Before
1: you in your packets uh, today, uh, for your consideration and request of approval is uh, an amendment to the CFAR-Shaw contract to continue services uh for legal support for the phase one construction uh and and the associated uh fiscal year 2122 uh, uh um amendment and then uh the utilization of program reserve which uh that, that is phase one program reserve specifically uh to support this request um at this time uh, would I, I would um if there are any questions i can entertain them but uh this is forth for a request for approval. Thank
0: you. Thank you, Dennis. Directors, any questions? Seeing no questions, Chair G. Okay, Donald, thank you. Public comment? Uh, Also no public comment at this time. Okay, this item is an item for action. Is there a motion and second?
7: Motion to approve, Shaw.
0: Thank you, Director Shaw. Is there a second? Second, John Baptiste. Thank you, Director John Baptiste. Thank you, I'll proceed to take
1: a roll call vote. Director Borden?
2: Aye.
1: Borden, aye. Director Chang? Aye. Chang, aye. Director Forbes?
2: Aye.
1: Forbes, aye. Director John Baptiste?
2: Aye.
1: John Baptiste, aye. Director Lipkin?
2: Aye.
1: Lipkin, aye. Director Shaw? Aye. Shall I? Chair G? Yes. G I? There are seven I's and item 16 is approved.
0: Well Donald thank you again for everything this is your last board meeting with us so you know go forth and conquer over at SFPUC and Jen thank you again for all your service and directors thank you and everybody on staff thank you for your time today. Go forth, be well, and I believe it's supposed to get warmer this weekend, so enjoy the weather. Meeting adjourned, and we will see you next month. Everyone be well. Take care. Thank you all. It's been a pleasure.
3: Thank you. Thank you, Donald. Good luck to you. Thank you. Thank you, Donald.